Welcome to the Nate Show. This is the Nate Show podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Make sure you're following me on social media at That's Nate Cox, and also the podcast has its own Facebook page. That's at the Nate Show podcast on Facebook. The podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere you get your podcast from. You can even ask Siri or Alexa, whichever one you choose, say, hey, play the Nate Show podcast, and she'll start playing it for you. How about that? So thank you for tuning in. Let's get right into it. This is another interview episode, and it's with another comedian. This is someone that um, I got to meet a few weeks ago. Her name is Alexis Clayton. You can follow her on Instagram at Alexis isn't even funny. And we were there uh, doing a roast of Game of Thrones characters. I was there naturally as Spider Man, and she was there as Daenerys. For those of you that are that are um, familiar with the show. And we just got to talking a little bit afterwards, and uh, she's doing some really fun and cool things in the Knoxville, Tennessee area as far as comedy goes. And we just wanted to get together and sort of discuss kind of our background and things. So we cover sort of the generic stuff that I've talked with other people about. But the best thing about this interview and just our conversation in general, because it really wasn't an interview. It was kind of us just talking to each other. She had even had the idea uh, before we got together. She's like, let me just ask you some questions. So you'll hear her kind of start an interview off with me, and then we just kind of Uh, bounce different things off of each other we talk our influences and all that sort of thing but we really get into just you know what we like and what we're sort of into as far as you know movies and music and everything else and it's a really fun thing she's just an absolute pleasure to talk to because she's not only funny but she's also not that these things are are exclusive but she's very intelligent she's very bright and very easy to talk to because she's able to bring substance and fun to the conversation which is something that I've really enjoyed as far as talking to her And she's also doing some exciting things without giving anything away uh, with the place that she works. And we'll talk about that a little bit in this episode. And we're excited to work together on some projects going forward. So I don't want to waste any more time here. This uh, was a lot of fun for me. And I I hope that it was as much fun for her as it was for me. And uh, here's my interview uh, slash conversation with Alexis Clayton. I'm sitting here with Alexis Clayton. And this is the first time that we've had a conversation that I've not had a Spider-Man mask on. Yeah, I'm surprised that right. I was actually genuinely concerned when I came in that I wasn't going to recognize you. I really should have stayed in character and just walked in because it's in my bag. I should have just walked in with a Spider-Man mask on. Do you remember that Eddie Murphy movie, Daddy Daycare, where the kid was like always in the Flash costume and they take it off and they don't know who the kid is and they can't find it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. What if that happened? Yeah, I. Here's a little secret behind the curtain, though. I basically wore the Spider-Man mask so that I could play myself, because it was just Nate under the mask. I just wanted an excuse to, because I, you know, for those who don't know, we did that Game of Thrones roast. It was a lot of fun, but I've never seen the show. <laughs> you just, you had the Funko Pop already, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the uh, friend of mine that I did comedy with, uh, or do comedy with and work with as well, she gave me that. She's a big Game of Thrones fan. Um, and she so, wanted me I to I told sign her about it. the situation. She yeah, was like, yeah. <laughs> she, she, yeah. She's like, I want that random girl from Knoxville to sign it. Yeah, and then, of course, I brought the Peter Parker one as well. I like it. They're cute together. But yeah, Look that at was, that. There's murder yeah, in her they, eyes. They, yeah. <laughs> he seems like he looks really he's concerned. Seen, seen he's shit. clutching his backpack pretty tight. He's really scared tight, that like. she's standing so close. I give that, that. That's how I relate to her. I, yeah. know I was born for that part. So, okay. So, ready to kick it off? We're just going to ask questions about your life. Yeah, yeah, feel free. All right. So, state your name for the record. Well, my name is Nate. And my real name is Nathaniel. Nathaniel. So, I don't tell anybody. Well. They're listening. And, yeah. So, Nathaniel Cox. And I spell it out. C-O-X. Because people... 
can be phallic, so I try not to. Oh, <laughs> um, one time I went on a date with someone whose last name was Butts, and we went to a restaurant, and I was like, please don't be on a wait, because I didn't want them to have to call it the name. And they would, and then that's how I realized that I was very shallow, and I could never... Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever get close to marrying someone, I will change my last name so that Who they don't have to. Oh, that's yeah. that's very. I mean. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Ho- hopefully, they would love you no matter what. But yeah. I mean, that's really not like that's a much more common last name than Butts, right? True. Like, because everything like Bill. And you know, there was someone like you know named Seymour in the family. Like you know that. Seymour. Oh, that like, had to have on, happened. Like, at some point. He's probably like the serial killer of the family. Yeah, His name we was don't, Seymour. We don't talk about Seymour. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so what made you start doing a podcast? Um, I just wanted to talk. And like, <laughs> yeah. I really, like, so growing up, I always wanted to be on ESPN and talk about sports and basketball and stuff. And so when I started the podcast, it was mostly sports, just me pretending to do that. But then I decided that that alienates some people. So I decided just to talk about whatever. And that stuff started connecting better than anything. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like to talk, and it's like my little therapy thing, too. That's true. Isn't it, like, so cool living in the future? Because usually you just have to stand on a box on a street corner and yell and hope you don't get arrested, and now you can just sit in a books a million with a thing and hope you don't get arrested. Yeah, and it's like I I enjoy talking to other people, too, people that are doing, even if it's not in the same career path that I'm in, whether they're doing stand-up or whatever, just people that are interesting and doing different things. I just like getting to know people. So I figured this was an easy way to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it's how funny is that? Like, you want to hang out? I'm going to record everything you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Just keep going. What made you start doing comedy? Or did you do acting first and then comedy? No, I've actually never, despite what I was telling you off air there, I, um, I've i never really acted before. Like, I don't know if you saw the YouTube video that I posted the other day, but that's like the extent of the acting. I've done stuff like that before. Mm. Um, but I started doing stand-up January of this year. Oh, cool. Um, and I always wanted to do it, and I always thought I was funny. I always had friends tell me I was funny, but I just never did oh, it. Yeah, and then, getting on a stage will tell you real quick yeah. if you're funny, but you're still doing it, so you must be pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's nerve-wracking, but I enjoy it. So. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely, I don't know, it gives you, like, a weird kind of confidence until the first time that you fail, and then it, like, takes a little bit. To, it's humbling yeah. like, <laughs> immediately, when, too. When things go well, like I think the set I did last night went well, and it's like the top of the world. Okay, give us a little bit. Like, but what's the most popular part of it? All the people are probably tired of hearing this, but like, I mean, my, I've never heard you do it. So that's true. Yeah, you've not seen me yet. So yeah. my go-to is the first joke I ever wrote. Okay. And it's basically comparing Burger King and Tinder. To All each right, other. just go ahead and like lay it on me. So pretend. the start of it is like I'm 30, just turned 30. Like dating at 30 is like being really hungry but only having access to Burger King. And so I turned that into Burger King and Tinder have a lot in common if you think about it. Everything in the photo looks much better than what you're actually going to get. Uh, you're going to have instant regret afterwards. Then friends are, friends and family are going to tell you, hey, you probably shouldn't put that in your mouth. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, if you're listening. Anyway, so, um, she probably would tell you that. That's a funny joke, though. I don't care. Yeah, so, that's yeah. pretty funny. So that, that was the first joke I wrote, and that usually gets a decent response. So. Yeah, that is good. I can't remember the very first one I ever wrote. But I remember the very first bit that it was like that someone actually approached me afterwards to be like that was funny. Yeah. Was um, about My Little Ponies and how isn't it strange that they all have tramp stamps? I <laughs> was talking about this <laughs> and how like my uh, niece asked me she loved it. She was like, oh my god. She was like, I want to get a uh, um, a cutie mark. That's what they're called. Yeah. 
So she's like, I want a cutie mark. And she, uh, she was like, I'd get it right here. And she like point to her butt. And she was like, what would your cutie mark be? And I was like, don't worry about it. Probably something tribal. Go play. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Those are my favorite type of bits, though, where you take something that is obvious, but it's not so obvious. To, like Once you point it out, people go, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Right. So um, who are your favorite comedians? I know that's such like a terrible well, question that everyone asks immediately. You know, I don't care to admit this, even though it's awkward, but growing up, I did listen to a lot of Bill Cosby. I thought you were going to um, say Dan Cook. <laughs> no, although I did listen to him, too. But really? Not, you seem too nice to be a Dan, like... Dan had very few bits that were like legit comedy bits, where he's mostly just an eccentric storyteller, which yeah. is fine. It worked for him for a period of time until he started, you know, stealing... And dating, like, 17-year-olds and stuff. Yeah, that's problematic as well. I also have a bit about R. Kelly that I do in each set, so that (laughs) ties in there. But, yeah, it was was Bill for forever. Um, But now, if I watch anybody, it's it's Jerry, it's Seinfeld, or Chappelle. Like, and I I grew up watching a lot of old, like, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, stuff like that. My mother had Eddie Murphy, the Raw DVD. Yeah. And, yeah, we watched that all the time. There's Raw, there's Delirious, but the, like, the original comedy album he did just called Eddie Murphy was my favorite. Oh, yeah. Awesome. He's another one who dates, um underage girls but if we're gonna get on that with like every celebrity that would i would be naming that Did after it? every celebrity. eddie just had like recently had another kid and he's like in his late 50s I he's think, got now, one so. with a spice girl and that's like makes that's the most 90s thing oh, yeah, i've ever heard does, and i love it yeah wow. with mel b scary spice so let me ask you real quick backtracking um what made you do stand up or want to do stand up um, and how long have you been doing it oh that's like on and off so not really I kind of got into it whenever I was in this relationship and then I had a breakup and then I was just kind of spiraling out of control I feel like and I was like I need something I needed a different outlet yeah and I didn't really feel like anyone at the time could go through like could relate to what I was going through and I didn't really feel like any of my friends were my friends you know when you break when you date someone for a long time and then your life changes and you're just stuck and you don't know like you don't feel, just feel like you can't talk to anyone because everyone knows that person and yeah, the, the things identity like that. Gets tied and up you there. just, yeah. I needed something new. Like my whole life felt like it needed a change, and I was out. And my brother also recently had died. That's a weird, heavy thing. But and he and I had always talked about like we always loved writing jokes, and he had talked about doing it. And I don't know. I just kind of had this weird realization of I am doing literally nothing with my like I might as right. well oh, yeah, go out right. and do it. And I used to do theater and stuff in school, so being on stage wasn't a problem. It's actually like I was so much more confident blindly going into it, which I think a lot of people say about comedians. Like if you ever read our comedian scenes, they're just like, "Yeah, come on in." They're always so enthusiastic at first. Um, so I kind of just went in and did it, and I like thought it was so great the first couple of times, and then I started bombing so yes. bad and humbled well, myself. Everything you're saying is freaking me out because it's the same it's, path I think I took, a lot right? of people do. I think a lot of people can relate to it, you know. And then the more you hang out with the people outside of the scene, I really do feel like the more you comfortable you just get being, because then yeah. it becomes your friends, and it becomes you just talking to your friends, and it's not so scary anymore. Not that it doesn't still yeah. get scary. I mean, every time I get on stage now, I'm still terrified, but. It's different. It's it's also because it's pretty real. Like every, I feel like every person who's funny or tries to entertain people, they kind of do it because they've got like this pain or something inside of them, yeah. you know. And it's very just getting up and telling people something you wrote. It's a very deep connection and it's very bearing 
And like, because those are your private thoughts. That's the kind of stuff you think about when you're by yourself. And I'm a little stoned, so I'm rambling. But no, anyway, no, 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 <laughs> sorry, no Nate. No, I want, I want you. <laughs> no, we're. It's all good. I'm not no, getting yours that high. I promise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like back to what you were saying a second ago. That's very similar. Like I don't want to piggyback on your story, but no, the relationship no. situation was similar for mm-hmm. me. So that identity, and I needed to do something, and I was like, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to actually do it. So doing that, and then yeah, just the um, the the catharsis. I don't even know the word. I can't talk today. But mm-hmm. the yeah. catharsis of having that inside, and then using and that energy. Out, and David and I talked about this earlier. Using that energy and shifting it into something that makes like someone's day better. Nothing like your first like good set. Like whenever yeah. you go up and you find like you let it out what you've been thinking, like what you were so nervous about, and you get a positive response. It was like the best feeling. If I could just it's, like so if. if I get like a good laugh, which is rare, but if I get a really good laugh, <laughs> if I could just pause and freeze time and just sit down for a second and just soak the wave and then go back, like I've got it is. It's you, like, can't, you can't stop. It, it's like, it yeah, is really like a feeling. drug to have people, yeah. dude, you should wait tables because then every new table's your I waited audience. tables for, I did it for three months. Oh, it's three the worst. Months. It's yeah. the worst. I was a different person before I waited tables. Everyone should do it. Yeah, we were talking about that before, like retail mm-hmm. and anything like that. It's oh, just, yeah. Yeah. Tell me your retail jobs. You said you worked at a sports store. Yeah, so I think my first retail job was grocery. Uh, I've done that three or four different times. Um, What's the then, best one? Uh, Food City is a good company to work for. <laughs> um, I was going to say, they're not listening to this, I don't care. But yeah, they, they were a pretty good company to work for. <laughs> what I like is that, have you ever seen... They, they have this motorized shopping cart that's like huge and they take it to like parades and stuff oh no every time i see it i'm reminded of the time that i asked my boss for a 25 cent raise and he was like nah, we don't have that in the budget <laughs> <laughs> but they have this motorized shopping cart for no reason anywhere. they just take the parades yeah oh that's awesome <laughs> not in the budget though like well can you just give me 25 cents every time i work boss <laughs> nope but, um, yeah, I've done pretty much everything in retail, grocery, and then uh, shoe sales. Oh, that would suck. Um, Unless you're I've a foot it. fetishist, I guess. I do like sneakers, but I've done, great. like, Rack Room and Shoe Carnival and all those different types of oh, buy one, get one, half off. I know, you, and we'll talk about this in a minute. You still work retail, oh, yeah, and I, you seem to have done well, not only at your job, but just still having a good attitude on top oh, of all that. I try. I mean, people, for the most part, you just can't take anyone too seriously. Like, people don't put as much thought into their words as, like, the other the people receiving personal. them, you know? It's not. If they're yelling at you for something, they're not actually yeah, yelling at you. No they're yelling at their kid that got in trouble at school. They're yelling, you know, it's, yeah, it's not you. You really so. can't. Like, you just can't be, and I used to be so sensitive. Like, whenever I was a child, if someone looked at me the wrong way, I was just, but you really can't. Like, you can't, like, when it comes down to it, like no one cares that much about you, and no I know it sounds terrible, yeah. but no, no one gives a no shit. And that kind of, a, to me, that's like the best advice I give everyone in the world is like, no matter what, and I mean, unless it's bad, like don't rob a bank and don't murder anybody. Yeah. But if you think about how many serial killers have gotten away with it, just know no one's actually paying attention to you. Yeah. <laughs> if you're ever wondering about that, you know, there's like that torso murder in Knoxville who just got away with it. No one's. I heard about that. Isn't that crazy? I heard about that, yeah. Okay, but anyways. Yeah, let's, what, yeah, <laughs> let's move past I know, I just, I'm always trying to lead it back to murder. You yeah, always got to steer me back. Because yeah. I'll go down the murder path. Speaking of, real yeah. quick, 
you ever watched the OJ documentary, the five part one? Not the not the TV show no. with Cuba Gooding Jr., but like the ESPN, the five part. No, Made in I America didn't. Is what it's called? Incredible. Really? Yeah. yeah. What were we talking about? Were we talking about retail? We were just kind of just. You okay. were asking me oh. different jobs. Well, today I really thought so. I am transitioning for, like out of serving tables because I'm going to be the manager of Intimate Treasures in. Yep. Johnson City, technically Jonesboro, but anyways, hey, Intimate Treasures. Um, so, but you asked me earlier too about creepy stories. That's pretty much what. Yeah, I just I've asks. always wondered like when you tell people like hey, I work Intimate Treasures or whatever, people get all weirded out, and there's uh, no real reason. Some to get people will out treat me. It. Some people will start acting different. Like people think that me working there like that automatically makes me like a nympho or something. <laughs> And it's was, not, yeah. yeah, like, it's a, it's just a retail job, like, yeah. you really, you're not sitting there thinking about it, like, it's not, but people, the, the people, it's more weird to them than it is to us, honestly, like, because to me, it's just, it's plastic, it's putting tags on something, like, yeah. I don't think about it, um, the, yes, about weirdest, people always ask me about that, it doesn't really happen, and it really, some, like, surprises people, and people get really disappointed that I don't have a lot of terrible stories, there is one guy who comes in, and I'm only like I need people to track him down for me because I need to know more about him. Um, I think he has kids in his basement, and I think that someone's in danger. <laughs> he dresses as a mailman, but his hours are not mailman hours. I'm not like okay, so <laughs> Knoxville crime. Get on there's that. a juxtaposition here of that's a serious thing, but you delivered that line as if. <laughs> You delivered it very casually. Well, I mean, there are children everywhere. Did you yeah. know that Knoxville is one of the largest hubs of uh, human trafficking? Yeah, I've heard of such things. Yeah, that's crazy. And um, black tar heroin. Apparently, it's real hot right now. Oh, we're in a bookstore. What right. do you like? Do you enjoy reading? You know, that, I do if enjoy you pause, reading. that's no, you well, don't. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm. It's, I have a complicated relationship with books. Like, I have to trick myself into, like, so I'll start, I, like, if I haven't read in a while, I need to start with, like, a magazine, just, like, get used to reading again, and then I can move on up to, like, it, yeah, let me start with, like, a picture book, a pop-up book. <laughs> Can't color, just jump full novel. Color by numbers, and then I can work my way up. But, no, like, I do enjoy reading, though. I, I would say more stuff that's, like, real stuff, mm. like, uh, like I don't even want to call it self-help, but just mental mm -hmm. I just like that, read so. um, Girl Boss by Sofia Maruso yeah. and it just made me feel poor honestly oh. <laughs> but like we're looking right at like the fiction section and then there's yeah. I'm sure there's amazing stuff there but it's like I, I need like some real stuff right now um, but I'm always looking for something to like to motivate me too so like I'll read like biographies and stuff just to see like what other people went through just like oh I yeah. can relate to that and then shift that energy my um, direction what's a wild one you've read a wild one. Um, the Ooh. book Solus. What is that? About R. Kelly. You read a book yeah, about R. Kelly? It's, it's about how he's basically been up to this shit since like 1991. Yeah, you know that he married Aaliyah when she was yeah. like I mean, a kid? They made that yeah. song, AJ Know the Moon Number. Yes. Uh, well, I'm, I don't know why I'm asking you. You read the book about it, so you probably you know more but, than I do well, about that was, it. Yeah, but what's disturbing beyond just what he did and all that was how many people just let him and oh, yeah. enabled him to do That's it. Like preachers, pastors, lawmakers, everybody was oh, just like, yeah, you we're cool. Know you make good music, you're cool. Oh, you're rich, you're powerful. Yeah. But like, no, people are dark and twisted. Yeah. It's 
right now that Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein, yeah. whatever thing, like, it doesn't matter if, if he was killed or if he killed himself. You know it's definitely because there's a lot of rich, powerful people that didn't want yeah. him alive anymore, whether he did it himself or not. I've like, often thought, that's, too, that's like, so scary. He, to go from, to from living the lifestyle that you lived. To that, and to just them, knowing. Oh, well, no. I'm here, yeah. No, there's no way. Go. Rich people are crazy. Like, that's, and they're not normal crazy. Like, okay, I am going to say, working in a shop like I work in, the novelty store, there is, like, because you get people who come in and, like, will throw money around, and they're usually the ones who are more, like, I don't know. Like, you can just, like, they don't yeah. have as much moral compass because, you know, you um, can get away with it, whatever. But there would be people who come in and, like, this one dude paid with a $100 bill and told me to keep the change whenever he bought, like, a $7 or something. And you can tell that I was like, I'm not a prostitute. Please take your money back. And I don't know, stuff like that. Like, they think yeah. they can do that. And um, this couple will come in and they'll drop lots of money, but then they'll, you know, try to get me to go to, like, a swingers club with them. And no thank you. Flattered, but no yeah. thank you. But they are. They don't, they don't think about, like, normal people, you know? They're not like us. I don't know. You could be loaded. I don't know. No, no. Definitely I'm not. By that stand I'm doing stand-up. Yeah. How much money do I actually make? Like, yeah, well, that's I'm true. The no, I'm working on it, though. Yeah. I'm working on it. I feel bad for this guy because he keeps walking away. He, wants, he really wants to buy that water that's sitting there. But, like, you he's, just he's take been here for, like, point. five minutes. And, like, the guy hadn't come <laughs> back yet, so... What if we go take it off the counter and he walks away from Is this book million? Is it too big? Is it too spread out? It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty spread out. You I, can never, it always seems like there's no one here. It seems like there's always a light flickering somewhere. The bathrooms are terrible. Like, I came in before you got here and just, like, I was too lazy to even finish walking around the store. I was just yeah. like, you know what, I'm going to go back to my car. It's pretty <laughs> spread out. Like, because back there where all, like, the magazines are, there's just yeah. nothing. Like, this yeah. huge big space. You could do rhythmic gymnastics back there. Oh, I probably should have done that. Look, the story's ending happy. Uh, Are you so happy? He got his water. He's happy. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Happy ever after. What um, what else did you want to know? About? Okay, so, <laughs> um, what's the last book you read? Was it the R. Kelly book? It wasn't uh, the R. Kelly book. I was. Was recently, it a magazine? No, it wasn't a magazine. <laughs> it was actually a um, it's a book about Kobe Bryant, basketball player. So. That I've heard of him. Yeah. Heard of him. Um, last one. Oh, did you read Harry Potter as a child? I did. Sitting next to What's funny Potter is I poster. didn't. I never finished the books. Like I made it through like I think the fifth well, they made one, the movies, and then just kind of so stopped. Fine. And then yeah, I started watching the movies. <laughs> I just finished it that way. So I was a fan though. Yeah, definitely. It's getting pretty wild now. I don't know if you keep up. So what? What other stuff do you like? Like what's your fan kind of stuff? What What entertains you? So. If I'm home, like if I put on Netflix or Hulu, like I'll watch old episodes of Seinfeld all the time. I really like watching those um, on Netflix. CNN produces them. It's like the decades, so it's like the 80s. Oh, and they'll yes. do the different episodes. I like those. Of those are my favorite. Like yeah. just reliving that or learning about an era that I wasn't alive for. I love watching people. This is the most people I've ever seen in this book. Right, yeah, it's, uh, it's relatively crazy. speaking, it's, it's, it's popping. Poppin', yeah. yeah, it is popping. It's the big science because they think it's going out of business. Yeah, see, when I pulled in, I thought, oh, this place is closed. I may go in here and get some, you know, coloring books half off. Or <laughs> but what, um, what would you like these people? Because we've just rambled on here for a while, and it's oh. great because I love it. But like, yeah, what would you like for people to know about you? 
hmm. that we haven't covered already. Well, uh, there's really nothing about me. I feel like I'm, I mean, I do, you know, I love my job, Intimate Treasures, yeah. and I told them that I would name drop them. And also, if you like us on social media, you get 25% off one item, which there is great. Um, yeah, at any of our six to seven locations, I think so, yeah, at any one of our seven locations. But other than that, I mean, I pretty much, I got into comedy, you know, that, when I was the breakup and I started doing it. Um, I've got this weird new confidence about it and wanting to go out and, and start doing it more the more that I hang out with people. Yeah. And I was really excited to do this, too, just because I also right. like to talk. Yeah. I promise yeah. if and when we do another one of these, it'll be more organized. And oh, more yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, um, we should set one up and do it at the sex shop. Yeah, we I was going to ask you about that, shop. but you already beat me to it, so, yeah. Yes, that'd be great. You should definitely get ideas, ask people what they want to hear about or, like, you know, ask questions. We are all we're certified sexual health experts, so if you have any questions about okay. your... That's, that's really not, not the same yeah. thing as a doctor, though. Right. I have to yeah. always, like, fine print that. That, those are, by the way, I know it's kind of a non sequitur, but those are the documentaries I like watching. It was about like fake Miami doctors like, oh my and gosh. how easily you can just get a Yes, have license. you ever heard of Dr. Death? Yeah. And he was the guy who did the spine surgeries yeah. and he like, oh my gosh, it's wild. There's one on Netflix called Screwball. It's mm. about baseball, but it's not really about baseball. It's more about just fake doctors and steroids <laughs> and everything else. But it, it's uh, very much worth watching. I remember being a kid and like, because I'm from like North Georgia and so Braves are life yeah. there. And I remember it being a huge deal like steroids and yeah. yeah. Right. Have you ever done steroids? Once I had. Really? No not like on purpose, not like oh. to get ahead. It was like. I remember I was in high school when I had, I remember what it was, what some sort of sickness like? or something. This one was just like a cream. It was just a topical cream. Interesting. Yeah, it was weird. Oh. Oh, there was a pill. I, it was like one pill that I took. And I was like, am I going to look like Barry Bonds after this? The doctor was like, no. Barry Bonds. Yeah. That's funny. I used to have a big teddy bear that I named Barry Bonds because he was a bear. That's funny. Barry that Bonds. Funny. Yeah. So let's wrap up with this. That's a good song, by the way. Hey. Um, so I get distracted by the music. Um, the basic stuff that I always like knowing about people, um, you asked me this question already, but as far as comedy goes, who are your favorites or inspirations, I guess is probably a better question. Oh, you know, so I have this reoccurring dream that Steve Martin is like in danger and that he's gonna That's die. That's my other favorite, Steve Martin. Okay, well, I have this reoccurring dream that something's gonna happen to him. And I love him so much. Yeah that like I'm all in the dreams I'm always trying to get to him to like tell him and like I'll narrowly miss him and I like can't tell him so I'd say he's probably one of my favorites I never thought I could care so much in my real life um, my goal in life is to get close to him to tell him he's gonna die no I'm just kidding <laughs> um, you tell him that and then the perfect <laughs> response for him would be well excuse me you know oh my gosh I I do love Steve Martin and he could still get it like yeah. he He's, he's like 80, but he's a very handsome man. He is. He's a good-looking cat. He's yeah, very, I'm not ashamed to say that. Oh, he's totally, yeah. Steve Martin is like my dream daddy, I'd probably Look, say. I'm very, very heterosexual, but I have no problem Steve admitting Martin. when guys are good-looking. Exactly. Like, Steve, Steve Martin. Martin really going. Um, in turn, I used to, whenever I was growing up, I thought Pauly Shore was the funniest guy alive. Okay. Um, which could still, I mean, he apparently, whenever I worked at Carrabba's, um, one of the fellow servers said he waited on him. 
a tips 20%, so that's good. That's good. 20% is tips 20%. So we were making fun of Dane Cook earlier, but did you ever find Dane attractive? Like in his heyday where he had like the hair. Mm -mm. I was never a Dane, which I've never been I knew so many girls that were like, oh, he's so hot, so funny. I was like, well, hot may be funny. Both of those are debatable. Um, who, and I've always been pretty, Eddie Murphy, grew yeah, up pretty much great. watching Eddie Murphy and Dave Chappelle, of course. Dave's one of a kind, like. There is no, like, he's a genius. He's got no material. He's, he's just he, talks and he's amazing. Yeah. He also, um, his kid, like, went to the same skate park in Atlanta. Is like, remember in 2007, yeah. skateboarding was, like, a huge thing. So, Are and he used to go and, like drop his kid off and sit in the car while everyone skated and like so many kids from my high school would be like that's fucking Dave Chappelle over there like it wasn't it was before like social media and stuff so people weren't saying it yeah so um it's pretty chill and then Jen Kirkman recently I've gotten Jen Kirkman but there's just too many to name yeah it's but I'd say okay number one if I had to narrow it down if I had to be on trapped on an island with a comic to be with forever and hopefully start a new race with would be Steve Martin yeah I'd have to take care of him in his old age which would be like we'd only get like three golden months together before he would probably go insane and decrepit um, but I'd make him count he might live forever he could he's I mean, still he's had gray very hair useful. for almost 50 years so and, I mean, but he, he moves man. Great, so yeah yeah it's very wiry that one <laughs> how about um we got distracted by music a second ago music music i know um, people always say i listen to everything but like i like to say that i'm a stevie nicks white girl you know like there's different types of white girls You're i'm gonna definitely fit in johnson city so well oh yeah i'm definitely stevie <laughs> nicks um nina simone lou reed um 70s is like probably my main era i'm really into like That's soft good. pop yeah. and um like soft rock and pop and stuff like that love me some early 2000s pop 2000 between 2004 and 2010 are probably the finest years yeah um, I, I really do love everything though and I'm from LJ Georgia so I get my fair share of country in um, like old school it's yeah. funny because when you say Georgia people could either go country there or they could go hip hop well I remember a... growing up it was more like there are things I like specific hip hop I don't know yeah. like I really enjoy to me I'm, I'm like a lyrics person whenever it comes to I'm more of a music and poetry kind of together like I just don't I wish I had the ear for instruments I just don't so I pretty much go off lyrics and so things like Tupac and Biggie and shit like that and like yeah I love it but then things that are like so you probably you know, how about Outkast? Because I feel Outcast, like, especially oh, I especially totally if you like lyrics Outcast, and you're going to love yeah. Outkast. 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 Yeah, we Hell talked yeah. about Idlewild earlier. But. Oh no, I love them. I'm pretty, I'm, luckily, my mother was very young and musically diverse, and so I was raised musically my diverse. My sister was really into hip-hop, so I used to steal all her yeah. CDs. But my mom was into soft rock, my dad was into classic rock, so I, mm-hmm. I would just take I'd a say, bit from everything. Um, my, it's weird, like this will just tell you how like redneck and white trash my family is, but like our family bonding bands that we all love, like we dedicate songs to each other, is Guns N' Roses. Because hey. we're just like that. We're the coolest family in the trailer park, you know? I feel you. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm a big, just big Van Halen Van Halen, yeah, you did Kiss. say you bought four yeah, Van Halen yeah, the, CDs earlier. Live, live DVD, like you yeah. own more Van Halen CDs Van than Eddie Van Halen owns. Yeah. I love. <laughs> you had to sell them. Love those. Um, but I grew up on them and Kiss, Cheap Trick, so like those are my favorite from yeah. that era. Did you ever watch the Gene Simmons Family Jewel show? I did a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to have a big crush on his son and his daughter. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> 
But um, I forgot about that show until you just brought it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like the OG Kardashians. I was saying, that was like right in that when all those reality shows really started pouring in because you had the Osbournes and all that, like everything back then. But yeah. I always ask people this too when we're talking about music. The band Magic, they did the song Rude, Why You Gotta Be So Rude. Uh-huh. Their music's worth listening to. Like they actually have okay, three albums. so that's not even like an asking. Like you're no, just telling I'm me to go telling, listen to I them. I try to promote them any time I can, but I okay. think they're amazing, and people just know that song. Uh, they're like, oh, everyone hit wonder. They just yeah. had that song. I'm like, no, they actually have legitimately great. I feel music. that way. I just went um, to Denver, and my, me and my boyfriend saw OAR, and but the opening act was Rozzy, R O Z Z I, and I oh my it, god, yeah. that girl, her voice was insane, and she's got this, some great songs. So definitely, I recommend Rozzy in return. Other way. Uh, come this way now. Uh, you're <laughs> totally the wrong. Like that guy who was with Shirley. I saw him. Yeah. Oh, you saw. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, was like, I was trying to keep looking so he wouldn't know that I was oh, so okay. blatantly. Yeah, to, yeah. Look at him. I was like, whose car is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we straight made eye contact. He's probably oh, okay. gonna follow me home and kill me now because of you. <laughs> yeah. That's, we gotta stay off this murder stuff here. I'm trying to set like a positive vibe on this shit. Nah, no, like I just want people to be aware. So. Yeah, there's the torso murderer is still going free. Isn't in the newspaper this is basically the Knoxville's basically Chicago, but just with knives apparently instead with of guns. Knives. I always wanted to weirdly be like really cool with knife tricks, you know, like I don't know why I thought that'd be impressive. Be like, oh, suddenly like she's got a knife and she turns into a ninja or something, but. Like how people always want to know how to do backflips to impress their yeah. friends. I always wanted to be able to spit a knife. I can't. I just like will throw it like <laughs> lawn dart over. Yeah, it could be dangerous. Yep. So you like lyrics in songs. Oh, you yeah. pay attention. I did a bit last night for the first time. I wrote this at work yesterday about have you ever listened to Macarena before like Yeah, really it's about like sharing with her with her friends and stuff, right? It's like right. a three way song. So I said if you really listen to um we keep moving this table here, um that song, it's a no- completely, like, utterly nonsensical song about <laughs> reckless promiscuity. I said, in other words, the perfect song for Cardi B to remake. Oh, uh, but honestly, like, <laughs> I think it would be fire. Like, it'd be so good. Yeah, her and Offset like could do a remake of, yeah, Macarena. Macarena, and it would just go nuts. I do. I can't, like, there's no artist that I'm just like, oh, like, fuck everything. Except, I mean, of course, things like R. Kelly but yeah, like yeah, I know I'm one of those people like I understand that to, to be an artist like there has to be a part of you that's just not right you know like to yeah. make good art anyways yeah. like that you have to have something inside of you that's different and a lot of times that's something dark and so I understand when people are like separate art from others but there's some people that like you can't because you're still giving money to that person and putting them in a position of power and that position of power allows them to abuse people yeah so like you can't do that and also fuck Woody Allen because that's always how I like to end <laughs> yeah. that Fuck yeah. Woody Allen. His movies are garbage. He's not a good writer, and he's ugly. And he you know, married his daughter. You know, that's the other thing, by the way. Is like, forget <laughs> all the other stuff. Actually, don't forget all that other stuff. But like, when I, I try to watch his movies and stuff, I'm like, I'm just not entertained. They're by not this. even that good. And he's it's always like the same kind of plot of like this dude who like, and then this Wonder Woman, and like he's just a loser. And like, come on. The most recent one old. that he did with Owen Wilson, I the thought Midnight was okay. I do like because Rachel I, McAdams. Yeah. I was a little sad that she worked with Woody Allen, and, but... And I just like the idea of the premise of that movie. I, but, I yeah, I would rather sad. someone else have done it, but, yeah. Yeah, but fuck Woody so, Allen. That's what I want to get across. That's what I want no, people no, to know no, about yeah. me. That's actually a good transition, though. Movies, because I okay. told you Blues Brothers is my favorite. Mm. Um, um, but, yeah, what about you? 
So right now I've been on an Uptown Girls kick. I don't know why. I feel so. I'm turning 25 in like a week. Congratulations. Thank you. I made it this far. I don't know. I've not made it there yet. Don't congratulate well, me. I don't know. It. Anything could happen. You'll make it. So, um, but it's weird. Like you know, in certain parts of your life, and then like that movie I watched a million times, and for some reason lately I watched it and like felt this weird connection to it. So you gotta check out these people walking in. It's wild. Oh, I will. I'll check okay. Um, but anyways, and so that movie right now is like the resonating growing up, transitioning your life. Um, I do love musicals. Um, Perks of being a wallflower. Did you see Rocket Man? Oh yeah, I saw Rocket Man. Did you like Rocket Man? I loved Rocket Man. I think Man. I was just in a bad mood that day. And you just didn't give it the chance it deserved. I didn't know it was gonna be a musical going in. I guess oh, I should have known. Yeah. But I just was like, like right when it started, I was like, oh. yeah, it was really good. Um, I recently watched Yesterday. It was like the one where everyone forgets who the Beatles are. Yeah. And that one guy like sings all their songs. Who was it was really cute. me about that at work? Yes, or somewhere it was yesterday. Cute. It was I won't. Like, I would not say it's probably like a conventionally good movie, but I like ha I like happy feel good movies like that. Yeah. And um, so then, but I think Richard Curtis produced that. And he's my favorite director. So About Time would probably be my favorite movie. It's just a happy, enjoy your life, live in the moment kind of movie. And it's about appreciating, you know, what you have and the time that you're given. Things like that. Yeah. Um, and then Notting Hill, he made that, Notting and that's Hill. just to me Hugh one of the Grant, funniest. Right? Yes. Yeah. Who is sexy and a bad boy, <laughs> or used to be. Now he probably takes like pain medicine before bed, but. Fair enough. Yep. And Julia Roberts, who's also sexy and a bad boy. So, it may be one of those movies, but what's a movie, because I've got like two of them, that you mm -hmm. can quote, like front to back. Oh, God. Without even looking at the screen, you can hear it playing in the background. Dirty Dancing. Like, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, absolutely. I've seen Dirty Dancing more than anything. Like, you could show me a, here, one second sound clip from Dirty Dancing, and I know it's one Dirty note, Dancing. Yeah, yeah. Um... So I've got three of them, actually. Um, you go. I don't know. That's uh, just the number one that comes to my mind right now. Mr. Deeds, Adam Sandler. How random. I've seen it probably over 200 times. Because there was a time that I was grounded from everything. Hey, Mom, again. <laughs> and all I had was a VHS of Mr. Deeds. And I watched it all day, every day, and just memorized it. That reminds me. Oh, damn, I just forgot it. Okay, you go again. I there was one just friends with Ryan Reynolds oh, and Anna Faris. I just watched it like a week ago. I yes, love that movie. I can quote that all the way through. That Joyce, hello oh, Joyce, oh mom, get off the phone. Oh my gosh! So I what had just friends on DVD. That was to me. That was like whenever I started developing my own sense of humor, like not just what other, what like my brother thought was funny, but like I remember watching Just Friends and thinking that Anna Faris was the pinnacle of humor. Yeah. And like especially when she's eating the toothpaste and like I'm a blueberry. And like I've always felt that way about oh, Ryan Reynolds. I, like the best compliment I ever got, and don't disagree with this. Just let me have it. <laughs> is my mom saw the proposal in theaters and she called me when it was over and she goes, you remind me so much of Ryan Reynolds. Just your Aww. sarcasm in the way I was like, thanks. That's the best ever. Aww. Um, yeah, so you better be nice to her. That scene though with Joyce and the phone. When was like, what are you doing over at Joyce's house? Mom, I'm in the living room. Ten feet away from you. And I'm on the phone. While I have you, what would you like for dinner? Oh my god. It's chicken catch toy or pot roast. Oh, oh my so, gosh. So, that's a good one though. Nacho Libre. Nacho, my little brother loved Nacho Libre. Oh my gosh. That, <laughs> I know oh, that makes Ace Ventura. Me a child, I can probably quote Ace Ventura all the way through just because my little brother would not. Wayne's World. I can quote Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Um, yeah, pretty much any of those, like. If it was in the $5 bin at Walmart in 2006, 2007, yeah. I can quote it. <laughs> I think I can do well with Blues Brothers, but the one that I also know front to back is Elf. Because That's, when my I worked at Walmart, that. 
we had a DVD player that would just play movies on loop. <laughs> and during Christmas season, from November 1st through Christmas, I watched Elf four times a day, each day at work. So. Damn. Man. Oh, Stuart Little. I remember this one job my mom had, and she, uh, the person would just, like, set us upstairs. She rented a block of Stuart Little to watch. And so it would just play the whole day with Stuart Little to be on. And then as an adult, you know, that senator or whatever his name is his kid was the lizzie mcguire kid oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and he came sorry i'm losing my voice now um but his the kid came and they had this event where you can meet him and he brought the kid from Stuart little with him and i was like i don't even want to fucking look at you kid like <laughs> get away i hated Stuart. like now as an adult i don't mind it as much but i don't I think i've ever seen Stuart little did you know m night Shyamalan wrote the script for Stuart little wow. and she's all that so what's the twist ending in Stuart little then everyone else be. is a mouse <laughs> but the fact that he's a mouse that can talk and that they all seem okay with it i don't <laughs> that's what i liked about b movie was that we kind of addressed it, like, <coughs> that movie's yeah. wild too yeah that's jerry seinfeld it's great <laughs> He's another one who dated a 17 Oh, that's my favorite show, by the way, is Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. I think uh, that's my favorite, so. um, Mine is probably, right now I just finished Orange is New Black, and I've been pretty emotional the past couple days. I can't talk about it. Um, I won't make it. Boy, boy, <laughs> I know you're dying to hear my opinions on it and how it accurately reflects not only um, the way society treats women, but also treats prisoners and how prison is a, needs to be reforming instead of uh, punishing. But anyways... <laughs> So that Boy Meets World, which is like a complete, total different jump. It's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the newsroom, Jeff Daniels, also sexy. Yeah. yeah, I would marry Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels is good. I'm not good enough for him though. I Jeff know Daniels is a really good actor. He's a fantastic. He's funny too. Dumb and Dumber is yeah, another movie he's I can. Funny, like, but he can also be funniest. super serious. Yes. Um, there's a one talk show he goes on where every time they're about to show a clip from his movie, they show the bathroom scene from Dumb and Dumber, and that's also peak comedy to me. Have you? seen when Paul Rudd does that on Conan with that uh, he takes the Mac and Me clip yes. each time he's like no seriously I'm going to show you a clip from Avenger or whatever and it's Mac, Mac and, and Me, me. Yeah. yes alright yeah I would one day that's the only reason I would ever want to like truly be famous is to fuck with people yeah yeah that'd be great okay I think that we got off track one more time alright that's okay no there's no real track this is oh, okay. just sort of it's we're driving really as quickly everywhere. as we can recklessly we're it's the way Paul you drive Walker. in Grand Theft Auto, the video game. We're just, uh, well. I spent so much time beating up hookers <laughs> when playing Grand Theft Auto. I think that my if my parents watched me play that, they should have taken me to therapy because I was always beating up like a homeless person or a hooker or a homeless hooker, taking their life savings of $10. I really despise people that think that video games cause Violence direct, like, or, or a direct link to oh, absolutely shootings not. and stuff because every... You don't see this in Japan or China. No, nope, and they've got, well, because they have VR, they can actually practice Well, they it. also have weirder and more violent games than we do in Japan. They don't oh, have the regulations man. that we do, so they just make these oh, super... Oh, anything goes. Like, I watched an Anthony Bourdain, who is also, yeah. like, oh, pray to him at night. Um, he did an article in, Je- in Japan about, like, all the wild things and, yeah. um, like, VR. And um, they talked about, like, their repressed culture and why all their stuff is so freaky and weird because, like, that's the only socially acceptable way to get it out. That's a good episode. Here's how irrational I can be. So I used to not like Anthony Bourdain because I would watch Man vs. Food and then No Reservations would come on after. <laughs> and I would get mad. I'm like, no, I don't want I want more Man, Man vs. Food. <laughs> so I just assumed I didn't like his show. And then I went and watched it a few times. Like, this is really good. <laughs> I feel like he is who people... He should be a 
world yeah, should have been a world leader. But, you know, people who are humble like that, I don't trust anyone who thinks that they should be a world leader. Like, Yeah, the arrogance to think, like, yeah, I should run this country. Automatically makes me That's, not trust you. Yeah. You just have to pick the least worst. But we're not here for that. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to have a good time in this book's a million. We are. I think we're. Ha- I think we've had a good time. So okay, far. you're missing the people that I wanted you. Oh to yeah, my bad. Well, I now they're gonna be able to tell. I don't want their feelings to be hurt, so don't like look too. He. He right. I don't know, but I don't. Okay, we're on some dangerous. I'm not judging. Yeah, up. I'm not judging anyone. <laughs> no. I'm just wondering. I'm just trying to figure out. Like, I'm not judging. Like, I just couldn't tell. Like, so. I can't even. Well, what was throwing me off was like I wasn't sure if those were shorts or if that was a skirt because it was kind of all sticking. But anyway, so. Let's move off of that. Yeah, now like we're I, just... Now I've made it weird. Okay. Which is what I do with everything, so... Let's talk about murder some more, guys. Murder. <laughs> okay, do you... Um, did you ever watch My Friend Dahmer? No. You know anything about Jeffrey Dahmer? I know that he was a bad person. He or, was a bad person. Yeah. Well, no, like... <laughs> yeah. That was it, pretty much. <laughs> He's a bad person. So, I went to go watch that movie in theaters with friends, but... Is it weird that, like, the people who are in there by themselves, I was like, let's walk to our cars in a group? Yeah. Would you ever go watch a movie like that by yourself? No. No. But I'm also a wimp. I don't watch those by myself. I don't watch scary scary movies movies by myself. I don't eat spicy food. Like, there's a lot of things, because I'm a wimp, that I don't do. (laughs) I'm pretty wimpy. It's, I know, for someone who loves to be choked, I always, I hate getting, like, paper cuts and stuff. (laughs) Oh, you're so red. (laughs) <laughs> I'm laughing because that couldn't have been delivered any better. Like, yeah, for someone that likes to be chosen. Very monotone, yeah. yeah. It's a, I think it's funny because, like, all the other uh, people in my family, I'm, I take after my brother. Like, he was always dry monotone, could take anything you said to him, didn't matter. And my sister and my mother are so dramatic and over the top. Like, you know, they'd yeah. be shrieking right now over something like that being said. Yeah. What's your mom like? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah, I may have to, I may have to tell her not to listen to this one. I've done that before, though. Like I tell her all the time, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna post a video of this set that I just did. Don't watch it. Don't, oh no, I made this terrible <laughs> joke, and like, so you know, sometimes you would be telling jokes, and like, you're just kind of bullshitting, like, I'll be telling a story. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, there's something I'll say, like, for comedic effect, as a throwaway line, but I'm like, my mother would not like that. And so this last set I did, I'm just hoping no one took a video because I had this throwaway line. I'm just like, please don't let my mom see that. Like, don't tag her. She looks at every single thing. My mom will go back and just, like, stalk my Facebook profile every day to see if there's something she might have missed. She's so obsessed with me. I think it's time for me to go have dinner. So not to cut it short, but I'm also hungry. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Do you have an outro that you do? I'll put it in after. That's what she said. So, yeah. Oh. (laughs) Hopefully not to you. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I've well, been, even though I just made it awkward. Yeah. Let's. Uh, I've enjoyed doing this, and we can do it again soon. Like I said, we'll be more organized and, and everything. Yeah. We'll talk about maybe doing one at Intimate Treasures yeah, one day. I'd love we'll do to, a yeah. podcast in the back room. You know. Yeah, Absolutely. Sounds good to me, so, yeah. um, let's go. Even though people can't see it, we'll shake. And, shake yeah, hands. So. We, now we've got to sign our yeah, Funko Pops and take pictures thing, and but, stuff uh, with them. But thanks for having me. This really was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. 
So yeah, I want to thank Alexis Clayton again for doing that interview and conversation with me. And um, I do have, I'm actually looking at it right now, that Funko Pop figure of Daenerys that she autographed for me uh, sitting right on my desk here. So that's pretty cool of her to do that. And um, But yeah, that was a lot of fun. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Coming up soon, I have an interview with yet another Knoxville-based female comedian and Joanna Brooker. I had a lot of fun talking to her. And then my NFL preview with my uh, good friend from childhood, Alex Osborne's coming up. And some new projects on the way, so stay tuned for those. And uh, hope to have you back next time. But if not, actually, you know what? I don't get it. The show's getting better. You should tune in next time. Thanks.